Today's podcast is with Nick Zagliffa. I met Nick years ago when he was campaigning for city council in Charlestown, West Virginia. I've always been interested in what it takes to run a campaign in a small town, so I asked him to break it down for me. Well, hey, Nick. Good morning. All right. Cool. So uh, thanks for doing this podcast with me. I really appreciate it. Um, who is Nick? Who is Nick Zagliffa? Tell me about your background. All right. I originally grew up in Chicago. A lot of my family is still there. Moved to Wisconsin when I was in high school and um, went to finished high school, went to college. That's where I met my lovely wife of, wow, 23 years. And um, work uh, basically landed me here in, in Jefferson County. And uh, I work for a regional home builder in Frederick, Maryland. What did you study in college? Uh, I studied uh, architectural residential design. Architectural residential design. And that means that you design houses. Correct. Draw houses, design houses, estimate materials. Okay. You know, that kind of that kind of thing. It's a four-year degree? Uh, it's actually an associate's degree. So. Associate's degree? Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. So I was a knuckleheaded hockey player in high school, so. Oh. Yes. Okay. <laughs> hockey. Yes. Um, we'll touch on that in a minute. Uh, so then, like you said, uh, professionally, you ended up in Charlestown. Right. What year was that? Uh, that was, oh my goodness, 2000. I got, I started in Frederick in 2006. And my job in Frederick. So, and I've been there ever since. So that's. And your yeah. wife, Becky, you met her in college. I met her in college, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. And then, um, so you worked in Frederick, lived here. Right. What, One, uh, yeah, once I, once I, I, I um, got the job in Frederick, I, I realized even, even back then I couldn't afford to live there. And it was just pure luck um, that we ended up in Jefferson County. Um, but uh, it, it all worked out pretty good. I was just saying, turn your phone off. I don't know why my phone's going off. Um, that's hilarious. The uh, So hockey. You're a hockey ref, I've and you been, played hockey in... Yeah, I played hockey in high school, and um, in high school 30 years ago, uh, almost, almost to the day, um, I started hockey officiating and I've been a registered official ever since and um, currently I am the state supervisor of officials for Maryland in the district so I oversee the the training and the evaluations and um, uh, do you still play hockey I do not play when was the last time you played hockey 15-20 years ago Okay. Yeah, it's been, it's been a while. Why did you get out of the playing part? I I really enjoyed it, but I wasn't necessarily the best at it. <laughs> and and hockey officiating took up a lot of time, and I was being paid for that, you know. So that was sort of like a a backup income for that. So when you're a ref, is it for high school teams, college teams, pro teams? I have done it all. Um, I've done it all. Uh, I, it's it's mostly mostly youth hockey, uh, mostly kids. Um, but I have I have done um, six years in the minors. Um, did a lot of college. What do the minors mean? 
Um, okay, so there's different levels of, of minor league hockey. You have the, the NHL, the big the big show, but then you have minor league. The after um, college, you're still good enough to be on a team, but not good enough to be on a pro team. Sure. Sure? Sure. I was not good enough. to. I was a goaltender, so I was not good enough to. No, what I mean is if you're a player. Correct. Yeah, so... Yeah, you you might have done some some junior hockey, maybe some college, and and so on, and then you you would be working in these minor leagues, um, hopefully for your for your shot, you know. So you have the NHL, and then your equivalent of AAA would be like the American League, which would be the Hershey Bears. Okay. Okay, um, and then below that you have the ECHL, and um, it's the East Coast Hockey League, but it's it's across the country now, but. Um, and then, you, you know, it's a different tiers. It's very similar to baseball. You have triple-A baseball, double-A, single-A. So I was in the single-A's uh, when, I, when I skated. When you played? Uh, no, when no, I when officiated. You, I officiated. My, my playing career ended in high school. Gotcha. Okay, so well, that's cool. That's cool. And now you are, um, what, what level are you as a ref? You're so you're... right now it's, it's mostly administrative. I'm not, I don't have the highest level that I, that I used to, but, um, uh, but right now my, my main goal, I was very fortunate throughout my officiating career to have many mentors, mm-hmm. and now I'm, I'm on the beginning of that mentorship for other officials now. My goal is to raise other officials to their game. As an official, yes. have you ever gotten into a scuffle? When they're having a scuffle, um, I mostly no. I've I've only broken them up. I've okay. I've never never had to. I was looking for like a glory days story there. I mean, but... I, I not necessarily glory days, um, but uh, I was assaulted as an official okay. and had to file charges and okay, yeah, sure. that that fun stuff. I was always wondering which, which was they, not fun. I was wondering how they stayed out of out of trouble like that. Yeah, so. You ran for. You ran for um, city councilman, in what year? Oh my goodness! So it was. I was elected in 2015. Oh my okay. goodness! Yeah, and that's in Charlestown, West Virginia. Yeah, four-year term. Mm-hmm. And um, 2015 for a four-year term. Yeah, I was the choice for you in Ward Two. Right, right. Um, what? So 2015, you lived here for nine years at that time? Right. And, yep. So what brought you to the idea of running for city council? What inspired you? All right. So break, it, break it down right from the beginning. Right like the from, whole deal, right from the beginning. Be as detailed as you want to be. I, I, was, <laughs> I, was, I was running with a friend of mine and uh, running as in physically running. Um, and I was complaining about something with the city and I, to be honest with you, I don't even remember what it was. And, um, I was just ranting and my friend's like, dude, you should run for city council. And I, you know, at that point, did you know what city council was or what their position was? I did. When, when I first moved to the city, I wanted to learn as much as I could, especially around election time. I, I didn't. I researched candidates and and so on, especially coming in from a brand new, you know, come jumping into a brand new community. I wanted to know what was going on and and so on. So I actually did do some research. I was, 
you know, I was one of those people. So researching, you mean you went to um, city council meetings or did you I go went to, like to board meetings and stuff like that? At the time, I did not go. I did not go to meetings, but I did go to like the forums. Okay, so my first municipal election. Um, a friend of mine said, hey, we have, we have an election coming up. I noticed the signs all over the neighborhood. And, um, and, and it's like, oh, no, you have to go to this forum if you want to meet all the candidates and get to know the candidates. And this was years before I, I ran. Mm-hmm. Um, so I attended that. You know, I wanted to see. And it, I'm glad I did because it gave me a you know, perspective. I, I was, when I voted, I knew who I wanted to vote for. It wasn't guesswork. Okay. You know. So your friend encouraged you because you were complaining about uh, something that wasn't going well in town, and you kind of got like uh, just encouraged, I guess, right? I did, I I did, and um, you know, and and I just started thinking, why not? How cool would that be? <laughs> you know, um, and uh, and I I you know, because there's some things that that I I would love to see happen in Charlestown and, um, and, and to see what we can, what we can do and what we can accomplish. So when you first moved to town, you went to these forums and you went to these presentations or meetings when it came to candidates, were you involved in any level of, were you volunteering at all for public service prior to that? At that time? No, no. Um, I was still, you know, fairly, fairly new to the game, uh, new to the area. Uh, I should say, and so not not quite yet. So I was, you know, working and and establishing, you know, uh, the hockey thing, you know, and uh, and and so on. Why not pile on one more thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Not to mention, I have three children, yeah, which I haven't mentioned at all yet. So, <laughs> well, I mean, right. We have a lot to talk about. So yes. I, mean, it, I mean, I get it. It can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, so. If you ran in 15, you um, you had to have decided that you wanted to run. In what month would you say? Okay, like, so how did it come about? Yeah, so here's how that works. Um, the The election is is at the end of May. Okay, there's early voting that leads up to it, but you know it's it's um, it's at the end of May. Um, and there's an election every two years. They're four-year terms, um, but uh, you know you have you have eight council members, but they stagger the election. Okay, so half run, you know they serve their four-year terms, but then two years later, that's when the other half is up. So there's always a municipal election every every two years. Um, so what? What I did is, yeah, so you basically have to declare. You have to go down to City Hall, file the paperwork, and, and pay your, I think it's $15, um, by the end of January of that election year. So, you know, most most campaigns are a marathon, not a sprint. This is kind of a, it's a 5K. Gotcha. Okay. You know, yeah. so, yeah, so you announce in, in, in January, and then the following May, is is the election so then you had to have had a platform you had to have start to think about some how you were planning on campaigning getting the word out because if you weren't super involved in the community maybe you're involved in your neighborhood but out i mean 
could you assume that a hundred people knew who you were before you campaigned or less than that? I think that might've even been even a stretch. Really? Right. I mean, especially not growing up here, you know, um, I didn't go to Jefferson high school or, you know, I, you know, um, so yeah, that'd be correct. And, and if people knew me, they knew me through my family. Yeah. Okay. All right. Kids uh, and family, yeah, family events. Sure. Yeah. So then tell me, um, tell me what things you did to plan to run for office or how, how did you come up with a campaign plan? First off, I had a lot of help. Um, okay. yeah, I, I had a lot of, a lot of coaching. Um, uh, one, one person, uh, lent me some books, which I have to return by the way. I just, uh-huh. I know where they are though. So, okay. Good. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's simply how to run a campaign, you know? And you know what to do, and and so on. So I, I, I what were some things that you implemented specifically that you can remember from those books? Oh my goodness! I, I think a lot of it was was strategies. Um, one of the books I read was for a um, was for a uh, um, for Congress. You know, so you know, setting up phone banks and stuff. And it obviously I didn't I didn't do that. But, uh, you know, strategies and like mailers and, you know, advertising and do's and don'ts and what works and what doesn't and, and, and so on, you know. Okay. Um, what else besides books? I mean, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to communicate, I guess, in this podcast what people want to think about prior to running for office. There's, oh, I can make change or someone can say, hey, Kevin, you should run for office. You should, you should do this. You should do that. But you don't know what steps there are and how intensive it can be, how much time commitment. So as you're, as you're creating this concept of your campaign, which is just not put out there for you, it's literally right. a, you have to be creative. You know what others have done that they've been successful with. How do you make that the Nick version and how does it communicate to the public? Well, try to walk me through some of the, if you can remember some of the ideas you had that you wanted to do and maybe that you thought were going to work and didn't or you know who straightened you out or who did anybody coach you along yeah no i i definitely had um i definitely had some coaches um uh, along the way um and panessa who was also running uh for ward three at that time um you know so she helped me a lot with with some of that um with some of the the strategies um you know i I came up with with the the platform basically on on items issues that I felt passionate about. So obviously my focus was was that. Um, I live in a community that is sort of separate from the main city. Okay. But a lot of people are as well. So I I live in Huntfield, but there are a lot of other communities who are spread out all over the place, um, and they're not necessarily connected. So connectivity in a literal sense. So my main deal was trails, okay? Well, uh, that, that's part of your platform. Let's touch on that in okay. a minute. I right. still want to break down the idea of just how ballsy it is to say, I'm going to run for office, mm. and then realize that you have to create a campaign. So, so see, you found some people that knew... And had some experience in yes. it. Yes. You read some books. Yes. Um, you have your letter of intent. You've told the town that you're, you want to 
put your yep. name in the hat. Yeah, had a had an unveiling at the Tate House. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, you know, the next thing would be what you got to reach out to the people, right? Right. So where do you go from there? All right. Well, first thing is you you kind of um, analyze, you know, your your attack. You strategize. The first thing you need is your voter list. You have to go go to the county, go to the courthouse, and you can purchase. Um, a list of all of the people that have voted, and and so on. You know that's going to be your. That includes what information about them? Uh, their basically their names and and their addresses. Okay. You know, and it's registered voters and. And because uh, you're running for city council, only people who live in the city and have registered to vote are the people who would be on that list. Oh, and who have participated in... All right, so for instance, I grab the list of all of the registered voters mm-hmm. in the city limits of Charlestown. Okay, I got that list. Then I have a second list of those people who participated in the last two municipal elections. Okay. That's all kept track. Obviously, we don't know who they voted for, but they did cast a ballot. Okay, great. Uh, so then um, you have your voter list. You have the people that have a trend of voting. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you figure out who to target or how, how do you reach out to people? Is it through social media? Is it the people knocking on doors? Is it meeting local business people? I mean, I'm trying to think of ways that I would do it, and I'm, I would really be leaning on my coaches, frankly. But Right. So first off, to answer all of those questions. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Okay. It was all of that. I I set up a Facebook page. I set up my first Twitter account. Oh boy. Okay. Okay. Um, you know. Well, I remember when I first met you. I was at a store in downtown Charlestown, and you came in, all smiles, face to face conversation. Excited to meet everybody in the room. Introducing yourself as who you were. The uh, store owner actually knew who you were mm-hmm. and was excited for you to come in the store. So that meant that you were really. I guess in quotations, politicking already. I was. I was buying cheese and wine for for my first event. <laughs> oh, awesome! Because that was pretty <laughs> exactly early. That was pretty early was there. there. Yes. All right. Yes. So, meeting the business owners, I assume you just went into every single business and, like, what's how's the conversation go? Well, I mean, it. it well, we'll just we'll just use that one as an example. Okay, so I had an event. I think I think if I'm not mistaken, that was my announcement. All oh, right. Okay. So I invited a bunch of people um, over to the to the Tate House, and I wanted to, you know, serve some some wine and hors d'oeuvres and so on. So I my part of the platform is obviously supporting local businesses. So I went to local businesses and said, Hey, I want to do this, um, and and so on. So um, you know, so that's how I introduced myself, you know, to him. And then I asked him, what are some things going right? What are some things going wrong? I'm not a business owner. Okay. You know, so I need some of that, some of that input, you know. And you'd be amazed. They, they shared, a lot of those businesses just shared that information. I like that um, you became accessible mm-hmm. at that point. Not only were you personable, like again, from my remembering when I first met you, but I realized that if I if, if I had your contact information, I could probably reach out to you. You seem very down to earth. You seem very um, 
approachable. And I think that it'd be very easy if somebody had been in office for a while and was running for office, they figure like the incumbent or whatever, they would, well, I'm already in. I already know people. Right. I don't need to get out there and shake all the hands and meet all the people. But it made an impression on me that you were somebody that I could reach out to, whether you had won or lost. And I really like that. Um, so moving on from businesses, because that, that kind of makes sense. You know, when I live in downtown Charlestown, and I don't always like people knocking on my door. And I see people coming with their clipboard or their tablet and... I kind of shy away. I don't want to answer the door. That's got to be tough when I assume you're trying to knock on every single door in the Charlestown limits, if that's even possible. How's that go? All right. It, here, here's what I did. Okay. Um, now, again, I, I targeted, you know, I definitely, if you voted in the city election, I, I was knocking on your door. Okay. If your next door neighbor had their front it's a spring now if if your next door neighbor had your front door open but the screen door closed i knocked on that door too okay if you had a big no soliciting sign okay all right which there were a handful sure okay or doormats <laughs> i ran into a couple doormats if you're soliciting go away <laughs> okay okay i i wrote down that address and I mailed them a postcard. Say, hey, I noticed your sign. I was in your neighborhood. I am running for office. I would like to hear your views, your concerns, uh, or at minimum, just meet you face to face and drop that in the mail. Obviously, I don't know if any of that worked or not. Um, you know, I, I did win the election, so perhaps it helped, you know, but that was my plan of attack. Um, the other thing is, is I, I targeted newer developments. Okay. Okay. So I will pick on, um, Spruce Hill North right now. Okay. So again, that's another community, um, off the, you know, not part of the main city proper, but still city limits and all those houses are brand new, you know, and I guarantee you no one has campaigned in there. Okay. So I thought this would be a good opportunity to say this is how it works. Be involved. Right. Okay. Uh, you know, and uh, and so on. And then I then I also targeted um, uh, all the townhouses uh, by Citizens Fire Company, and that's just volume. Sure. You know, there were a handful of voters in there. Okay, but that was just volume, and I I just felt like. Um, uh, you know, perhaps no one really reaches out to them, you know, and I thought, okay, I will, you know, and, you know, just density. I thought it would, you know, I can, I can bang out, you know, a hundred, um, you know, door knocking, you know, in a same amount of time, it would take, you know, forever if I went into another community. So I have in my notes here, something that says super voters, we discussed that before. What is? Did we cover that already? Or again, yes, your super voter would be your registered voter in the city limits who, not just votes for president, vote goes to city hall, and votes in the city council election. That's a super voter. Okay, so let's let's get off track a little bit then, because if you're targeting the people who have voted, 
are you also targeting the people who did not vote? And or are you just crushing door to door, just one door after another door after yeah. another door? Unfortunately, no. I mean, we we really can't. We don't we don't have the time to do that. And it's cold out. January through and, May. and again, I I really didn't start hitting the doors until April, until you know, until the snow at least was about gone. five weeks out then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know. So um, it, it's it's tough. You know. So you have you you have to target the people you know are going to vote first. You have to. Okay. You know. But again, I understand that that creates this dynamic where so if you if that person doesn't vote then they're sort of skipped you know or not taken into consideration so with limited time you have to go for the most part just for the low-hanging fruit so if i run if i want to run for office um even though i appreciate the democratic process it makes more sense for me to go after people who have a history of voting over getting my name out there if i had if i didn't have a job right if I had a lot of time, if I didn't have family obligations, I could go after the, the more difficult voters. Right. But someone who has a job and a family and weather challenges, mm-hmm. you only had five weeks. You wanted to hit the most likely to vote right. and hopefully your way because they're meeting you face-to-face. Another aspect, too, is, you know, is target the, the people that, like all my neighbors, you know, and in, in my own backyard— Okay, who may have not been aware of how the system works or anything like that. You know, obviously, we would love to bring more voters to the table. Um, when I was doing some research for this, we had approximately 125 more voters in my election than the previous year. Oh, cool. Okay. Okay. So, you know, and um, in, in years past, you know, these, these elections have been decided by one vote. One vote. Okay. And as a matter of fact, even the last municipal election that we had, um, that was only decided by a couple of votes. So, you know, every vote does count. Every and vote when counts. You're, and when you're dealing with only approximately 15% turnout for something like this, you know, where a president presidential election is much higher than that, you know, but, you know, it's... Oh, it's yeah. It's very important. If I could, I would love to reach out to every voter, but man, that would take a lot of, a lot of time. Right. That I mean, that totally makes sense. So let, let's get back to your platform then. Um, how did you develop your platform? You said it was connectivity. You said it was the because Charlestown's city map is so I don't want to say disjointed, but it's almost. Um, like a splatter, like there's mm-hmm. the downtown area and then large communities as they were developed were, is the word annexed? Mm-hmm. They were yeah. annexed. And that includes quite a few like master development properties, right? Right. Correct. Okay. And then heading out the main street is Washington street. It seems like it's the chunky going through there also on right. the city map. And I know we can't show that on a podcast, but break down to, for me, what, Connectivity means to you, and how did you communicate that when you were meeting people cold, or when you were uh, explaining it to people you knew well? Like, what's 
what is the uh, the sales pitch on connectivity? Well, even before I even decided to to run, I've um, run for office. I was always curious. Okay, so we we live in Huntfield, which is kind of on its own. And I even said, wouldn't it be cool if there was a trail connecting Washington High School through Huntfield all the way up to... Washington High School is right next to Huntfield. Correct. And then how many miles from town would you say? Uh, I think it's uh, 2.2, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you ever physically ran on Augustine Avenue. I have. Okay. Um, please don't do that again. I know it's pretty dangerous. Yes, there's, it is. there's no sidewalks at all. <laughs> it's kind of a dirt shoulder, if anything at all. And the speed limit, I think, is 55 miles per hour through there. And, and many stretches, yeah. So, but then someone said, "Oh, there, you, there was supposed to be." I'm like, "What?" Okay. You know, and I started learning about you know way back when that development opened. Part of the deal was was a trail, but that over time that is that a deal they made with the town. I, I'm. I'm not 100% sure what the exact, you know, deal was, but okay. there was there was um, there was some sort of proffer or agreement between you know the developer at that time and and the city, and, and this is going to happen. And basically, we'll just um, the term I can say for sure confidently is it just basically faded away. Okay. Um, that that developer went bankrupt. And, and so on. So that deal would have fallen through anyway and, and so on. So one of the things... Let me, let me interrupt you for a second. So again, breaking back down the concept of connectivity for the city. It's almost like nowadays I feel like most people's platforms are controversial or they, they want to make a big splash. You know, with how, with how things go in elections, it seems like it's always about something that's controversial. I feel like this is a a positive move like hey let's let's move the town in a positive direction that not many people maybe were thinking about or is this something that was already on the table what do you what do you think i i agree with you 100 percent um first off um the when it comes to municipal elections um even you know as far as especially charlestown they're not partisan there are no there are no primaries there's no democratic ticket republican ticket okay so it doesn't it doesn't work that way. Um, so I just like, you know, you you would you would pick something and and run with it. You're 100 percent right. I didn't pick a um, a get a little closer. I didn't really pick a controversial. You know, I just want this was something that I would like to see. I think this would make our city better, more attractive to new residents. With more residents, we have more business opportunities. You know, so one led to the other. As a member of a running group, if there was a trail that was two and a half miles long from a high school all the way to town, that sounds ideal. It really, really does. And so if, if that was a, an example of the connectivity, that's awesome. What is another um, idea you may, if somebody said, all right, Nick, what do we, how would we connect it? What were the other ideas you had? All right. So you, if you look around, you know, the, the city, uh, you'll notice that a big problem would be, all right, you, you have um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna pick in our our dear friends in Ward Four, which would be Norborn Glebe, um, a section of Crosswinds, and and so on. They can't their kids can't hop in their bikes and go to the library on Washington Street in downtown. There there's no safe way to do that. You are crossing highways. You are you know and and so on. There there's there's no sidewalks. There's there's no nothing. You know, so I, I see that opportunity in many different areas of the city. Again, with with, with my limited mind. Okay. <laughs> what what should I expect from my city? Should I expect sidewalks if they're going to? Okay, so, and again, I'm not picking on anybody because I don't know who made the decisions mm-hmm. and who voted for what. But let's say I want to annex Huntfield. Right. Okay. As part of the town to help create a stronger tax base, correct? As a resident of the town, should I expect there to be a connectivity? Is that that an expectation I should have, or is it... Me personally, yes. Okay. Yes. You know, and especially in that that case, but... But if I'm buying a house in this neighborhood crosswinds, which Mm -hmm. has its own sidewalks... Correct. And I can scoot around to their little neighborhood park if i'm in the neighborhood it would almost be more enticing if i knew there was connectivity and that's why i should buy in Mm -hmm. charlestown right you would think yes i mean to to answer your question you know there there are sidewalks around you know within the community but to get to there there's you know um like for instance there's a brand new dollar store there I don't think you can walk to that, you know, from okay. Crosswings, okay. you know, and you know what I'm saying? Any, anything outside of that development. Okay. So you can walk to the neighbors. No problem. I mean, let's, let's break this down because you were city council. So I assume you know some of these answers. So if something is annexed, like mm-hmm. a, a development, right? Does that mean it's on town water now? Does that mean it's on town infrastructure I mean, we're getting a little off track here, but I'm trying to understand no worries. the no platform worries. and how how I would really appreciate and, it. And I'm glad you brought this up because this is this is something that you know a a candidate, you know, especially in the city, needs to be aware of. Okay, how infrastructure works. Sure. Okay. Um, God bless Jane Arnett, okay, but uh, she's the manager right now for the Charlestown Utility Board. Okay. And during my campaign, I was in urgent care. I, I can't remember what I needed. I, I think I might have had strep or something. And poor Jane was in the waiting room. And I just, I taught, I saw that opportunity to just ask her a bunch of questions on water okay. and sewer infrastructure. And, and by the way, she's the best. She knows it all, you know. Um, but... Uh, but anyway, you so have if, to, so if the town provides sewer, right, and, and they and, annex and, a neighborhood, does that mean there's new lines run? No, um, most cases, okay. The infrastructure is already there, right? Okay, okay. Charlestown Utility Board serves not just city residents, but they it's a regional utility, so they also serve county residents that are that are outside um you know so okay so sewers included water's included even before before something gets annexed yeah 
The, all right, so just I, I'm I'm trying to answer your question simply, but yeah. this particular thing is not okay. Well, okay. Th- well let's just, what what can I expect if my neighborhood mm. is annexed by a town? Okay, cool. Well, the town now is going to provide these additional things to justify the larger tax base. What is it like? I mean, the fire department's already going to come, the right. police are already going to come, but now Correct. instead of just county police i can now have town police well right now yeah okay so let's break it down very simply when it when it comes to to, um police protection um first off they the the police in our area are all dispatched by one entity right okay so um and we all help each other out the different agencies all help out so you know it, it is possible depending on how urgent the emergency is you could definitely see um a ransom officer in charlestown okay yeah i we're getting off track here okay okay i guess what i'm trying to say is is it a legitimate expectation that if my neighborhood is annexed and which two and a half miles away from the city center should i expect there to be sidewalks so i can travel there easily Ooh. Me personally, again, I yes, I would expect it, um, but that may not be reality. It, it depends on that situation. Okay, fine. I, I feel like I'm just digging myself into a yeah a hole, and, and I and we're I'll, not probably nobody has all the right answers on that. Right. Okay, I'm so, one of them. <laughs> okay, I got you. That's fine. And if we get out of if we get mm-hmm. out of your subject matter, let me know because I just have millions right. of questions for everybody. Um, so. Connectivity includes sidewalks. It includes um, good sidewalks. Yes. Um, the street I live on only has sidewalks through part of it. And then it just stops. Right. And it gets picked up again later. Right. But there's to, to do sidewalks on a historic street is just challenging as well. But that's part of connectivity also, right? right? Correct. And then recently I saw that Charlestown put in ADA ramps on a lot of intersections. But not all of them. Right. Now that is, um, actually that was not the city of Charlestown. Oh, okay. All right. That was our, um, that was the state. And if you noticed, a lot of those were on you know the state road state highways and george street washington street they're state highways okay so these i feel like are questions you would get from somebody you were talking yes. to while you're on campaign yes there's a lot i don't understand right. and i'm assuming it's the town or i'm assuming it's the county or right and 20 minutes before i decided to run I didn't know any of that either. <laughs> okay, so you have to be definitely a quick study. Right. You know, right. and you have to ask those questions, you know. And, and there, there was a couple of times I would, I would be going door to door and someone would say, hey, what, what about this? And I would just, you know, I, I would have to say, I'm sorry, I don't know that, but I'm definitely writing that down. What is an email address? That's good. You know. Okay, cool. So... Connectivity. I feel like that's missing some, like if you're running just on the basic platform of connectivity, was there any other sort of platform 
parts of your platform that you would speak to to raise energy, raise the energy in right. your campaign? Like what get people excited to vote because not only are you working with the town to help improve connectivity, but I'm also looking to do this and I also back this thing or I don't back that thing. What other, what other things did you have? Right. Well, one of the things I tried to do, at least from my my community, my neighborhood, okay, was, was just get the, the turnout out. You know, I would often say, if everyone in Hunfield voted, we would run the city. Because we have more people that live in Hunfield that, you know, voted, you know, in the last municipal election. You know, that's all, so that's trying okay. to make it. I, I always try to to say, hey, look, be involved. Know what's going on in your city. I understand many of you work out of Charlestown. I'm one of them. I work out of state, you know, and I understand you have a commute to worry about. And then you have to get home so you can go to soccer practice. You know, take your kids to soccer practice and feed them and make sure they do their homework. And, oh, my goodness, you got to go to bed because you start, you know, you have to head over to Ranson or, I'm sorry, Reston the next day. I, I get that. Right. You know. Um, so so get get vote. People mm-hmm. should vote. That's, yeah. that's And, I, and I agree. You know if, if, what's going on. So the you're in ward 3 ward 2 you're in ward 2 does that mean only people in ward 2 vote for you excellent excellent question no okay so okay. the whole town can determine if you are a viable representative even though you're rep- you're only representing one particular ward right so here what how it works is you have your mayor and you have eight council members two per ward we have four wards um, and just to give you an idea uh, ward 1 would be um, downtown area okay um all of downtown's in ward one um you know evitt's run uh, evitt's run park you know and so on just give you an idea is ward one um ward two would be hunfield um spruce hill north craig hill estates is ward two ward three would be um your south samuel street south mildred street the pool jefferson memorial park that's that's ward three and Ward 4 would be um, um, Norborn Glebe, part of Crosswinds, um, uh, Citizens Fire Company, um, and then we even have uh, Tractor Supply way out there. Is okay. We have a section, and that's all in, in Ward 4. Okay. Okay. But what would happen is you have, you, you have to reside in the ward you know, of that particular seat. But you are elected by all by all the city. So when you your ballot, you vote for four people. Or five if the mayor's involved. Okay. Alright, that makes sense. So then um what other major topics were you um trying to to cover? My notes say city identity. Correct. I, I strongly believe that um, a viable downtown, you know, is is part of our identity. And and back then, things were okay. 
you know, but they're not nearly as cool as they are now. All right. We, we had a lot of, of vacant um, storefronts and, and so on, you know. So, you know, compared to today. All right. Um, so when you think of other, other towns, you know, a, a lot of people will associate that with their downtown. You know, Culpeper, Virginia is an example, or Winchester, even even Frederick, even though Frederick is is huge compared to Charlestown. But you 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 know, it's that identity. You know, again in my in my in my head, which is a magical place, you know, <laughs> connectivity is an attraction. Wellness is an attraction. You know, and if we attract more people to our community, you know, then we would be a target for businesses, and those businesses would have, you know, enough, you know, regional population to support those businesses and a thriving downtown. That that's what I would. And that's love to part say. of the job of city council is to help facilitate a healthy downtown. Yeah, yeah. When it comes definitely. to businesses, and yeah, what can we attracting do? businesses? What, right. Um, Supporting the local businesses, if possible, like uh, with with whatever right. sort of programming. Yep, that makes sense. All right, cool. So connectivity, uh, city identity, uh, and getting the vote out that that seems like a strong enough platform. Yep. Uh, what were you? Um, let's talk about what you were strong at and what you were weak at when it came to campaigning. What was one of the, what was the strongest thing you were you could do? Like, All right. That you, what did you get the most return out of? You think? Well, I would like to, to really quick um, give all the listeners of this podcast just a quick uh, opportunity to put down their coffee because um, I don't want them to, to laugh and <laughs> spit. But I'm a talker, okay? <laughs> all right. I The one thing I really enjoy doing, I love meeting new people um, and and introducing myself. I have no problem doing that. I'm an out, outgoing personality, and I just enjoy meeting new people. So that part was easy. The door-to-door part was fairly easy. It took something to get used to. You know, I had a little red wagon. I borrowed a, a little red wagon and had my signs on it, and, and I pulled the red wagon through the city. city of, That's really clever. It is. Because it was clear that you were somebody running for office Correct. instead of somebody selling siding or something exactly like that. i was not selling siding that's right okay that's right so that's you had really, my I signs think... i had signs with me and and so on the the hardest part was fundraising you, you have to raise money to to run a, a good campaign and asking money you know asking people for money is is hard to do you know because you you for, you, you need it it's part of it's part of it you know, fundraising. Fundraising is definitely part of it. When people think of fundraising, they probably think of five hundred dollars, and then they think of fifty thousand dollars to run a city council campaign. First of all, what are items that cost money besides your personal time and all that sort of stuff? The cost of that, but what are the things you need and Approximately, what are some numbers you spent? You think? Okay, I think if memory serves, um, I spent um, probably just under two thousand um, dollars on you know. So the the biggest thing you need is your art signs. 
Yard signs. All right. Um, I don't have statistics on if they work or not, um, but you, everyone does it. You got to do it. Okay. You know, um, so uh, that was pro- that was my biggest cost. I think I spent eight hundred dollars, eight hundred to a thousand dollars on the yard signs and the little wire things that hold them up. Hey, approximately, how many signs is that? I think. I mean, that, approximately. I think I bought two hundred of them. 200 signs, okay. Yeah. And I did not use 200 signs. You didn't? I didn't. Oh, no. I didn't. How many do you think you used? I mean, because, you know, I I went out when I went door to door and, and I would meet someone for the first time, you know, and uh, if, if someone was really fired up, you know, I would say, can I put a sign in your yard? Sure. But most of the time you didn't have that, you know. Energy. Like, energy. So like, oh, okay. Okay, so when somebody puts a sign, because personally I avoid yard signs in my yard. Right. Like when it comes to anything, it's just not my... Right. And I'm, I'm a very uh, private voter. I don't discuss who right. I, I'm voting for because, as Jenny would say, I take a long time making decisions. Right. And um, I want to put a sign out because I know Nick. I like Nick. Right. And I don't want signs in my yard, right. frankly. But... Does that sign say that this house is supporting Nick? Or does that house say that I know Nick? Or that you should vote for Nick? I think it's the former. I mean, I think people, you know, but you're right. There are people that say, hey, I I like Nick. Doesn't mean I'm going to vote for him. Right. So also, because all the wards are voting... It makes sense to put the signs in every ward. Correct. Oh, my God. Yes. So, so my signs were like, all over the place. I had signs in all four wards. So if your whole neighborhood knows you and would recognize your name when and if they go to vote, it makes more sense to dump all your signs in other wards. Right. Or other neighborhoods, at least. But, but at the same time, I made sure the street I live on had plenty of, of signs. Of course. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That works. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. So signs. What's another pretty big expense? All right, printing. Um, so you had to have a brochure. You had to have a nice brochure. And um, uh, my my wife is an excellent graphic designer who helped me with with my brochure and then my platform and my you know my Twitter name and my Facebook page and all that information on there. Um, you know, and the dates for early voting. And when the election day was, and we didn't even discuss that part. Like yeah. your wife, did you ask permission? Did you discuss it with your family, or did you say, "Hey guys, I'm gonna do this, and let's just get at it"? Or um, probably, uh, probably more so the the latter. I mean, I, once I had the idea in my head, you know, there was no stopping you. There, there, there really wasn't, um, you know, and uh, but. Um, you know, at, at some, you know, they, everyone understood that, that, um, I wanted to, to make the city better and, and, and why not? And, and I, I think, you know, the, my family's like, well, he very well could fall flat on his face and we're going to have to pick him up. (laughs) Um, but at the same time, we'll just, okay, let's, let's see how this goes and hopefully it won't be too painful and, and, and so on. That's great. 
that, that's a, that's a good family support right there. I that's think. right. I that's think that's right. I think that's I think that's good. I'm. I would hate to have an idea that I felt like I was being called to run for office or called to make change, and then have my family say, "I don't know." Yeah. And then make you second guess it or have put more analysis in it and almost talk yourself out of it. That that would be that right. would be challenging, I think, also. Um, I, yeah, I think uh I think it's like, okay, if this is really what you what you wanna do, but you know, there I'm sure there was some Well it's, it's cool that Becky was helping you with your artwork. Yes. And it's probably your social media management and the verbiage. I mean it's really good to have someone to bounce those things off yeah. of. Yeah. Um, all right, so printing, you had to have a flyer that, to me, that sounds, I guess, annoying because you wonder how much of that print literature is looked at. If you get a flyer and it has the picture of a guy you know from the neighborhood, you're like, oh, look at this. That's mm-hmm. exciting. But if you're sending it to a neighborhood that doesn't, and I guess you were only sending it to the voters again, too. You are only sending it to those specific yeah, addresses. Yeah, so the, the fancy the fancy thing. And, and all that was was the, um, you know, the four and a quarter by five and a half thing. You know, eight and a half by 11, cut in half. Okay. That's what I did. Um, but uh, it was, you know, nice thick paper and so on. And that's what I would hand to someone. I also had a bunch of one color, you know, I, we call them door knockers, but something you would hang on a doorknob. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And again, had the no picture because it's just one color, but it has my my little logo, and the um, you know my one catchphrase. I should have brought one with me, um, you know, because I still have probably a few hundred of them in the basement. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, and it's and it's actually made to hang on a door. Uh huh. Okay. Um, and all the voting dates and and so on, and I can write a note on the back. And say sorry, Miss J, or something like that. Okay, that's strong. But I would, yeah, I would print those up as well. So now you've spent almost two thousand dollars, right? Okay. Not enough money, or uh, enough? I, or, I mean, okay. it's never enough money, but I mean, it's really easy for me to say um, that it was enough for me, you know, because I I ended up winning. But I didn't run any newspaper ads, um, which um, other candidates often do. You know, so I could have easily have spent a couple grand. I could have doubled it. I read the newspaper as often as I can, but it's not super often. Right. But I know there's a large population that still does read the newspaper. I get feedback a lot from ads that I run sometimes. But how much money... Okay, let's, let's put it this way. What were you only average at? And... Would more fundraising had could that have made you better at it? So in other words, were you short on money and you didn't attempt certain things because you didn't have the fundraising backing? Or, ooh, it's a tough question. I mean, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to learn lessons for myself. I mean, if and I were able... listens to this, it's like, what do you think of? Like, what would you say when it comes to fundraising to somebody who also is challenging or doesn't know it's going to be challenging yet? Yeah. Oh, that's that's a that's a tough that's a tough question. First thing that comes to my mind is Facebook and social media. Right, which I and you yeah. can have you can have friends, and your friends might all like that you created a Nick for Charlestown Facebook page or Twitter page, but once they've liked it, how far does that go? And I think a lot of money has to go into social media advertising. Did you do anything like that? Oh yeah, I boosted. Okay. Yes, 
Yeah, and that was at the dawn of boosting, just right. to give you an idea how long ago that was. Uh-huh. But yes, so I so that you on your feed you you saw, you know Nick's ugly bug, um, <laughs> you know. But I had a full head of hair at the time, so that helped. Uh, um, but yes, I definitely boosted posts and and so on. You bet. So I did I did do a lot of that. Did a lot of tweeting. So if you had double the fundraising, if you had four thousand dollars to work with, what would you have done? What would you have spent that extra two grand on? I probably um, maybe would have done more of a professional mailer. Um, the mailer I did was postcards, handwritten okay. postcards. How many? Oh, I mean, it was in the hundreds. So That's I a lot I would, of handwriting. Right. I would. I would probably say. Two to three hundred, if I'm if I remember. Okay. It was a lot of handwriting. It was a lot of handwriting, and um, but you know, I I thought it it looked like it, 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 it. I wanted to be authentic. Oh sure, and that's definitely authentic. That I mean, yeah. that's that's great. Okay, so you don't really know where you would have spent the, more of the money. So what you're saying, Nick, is you just did it all right. You just you because you, you won. It's easy to say that, yes. Because you won, right? <laughs> um. The people you were running against, what did they do that might have been different from what you did? If you're willing to, to comment on that, I mean, I don't, I don't really, I don't really know what the other person was doing, and I was relatively new to the community myself when you were running. But it—that's a tough question because I'm not, I'm not, you know, I, I obviously we we didn't talk much, um, okay, you know, during the campaign, um, so it's hard to it's hard to say. Um, uh, I do know we, there's one debate every, every election cycle. Okay. All right. And it's sponsored by, um, our good friends with, uh, Jefferson County chapter of the NAACP. They always host one. It's tradition. It's and, a debate. Uh, correct. Yeah. And I attended two of them before you know, um, in two previous election cycles before my own. So as an observer, as an, yeah, as a, as a citizen, you Mm -hmm. know, so, um, you know, but, um, um, we, we, in, in my race, we had two candidates for one seat in all four words. And I don't know if this was planned or, or not, but, um, half of us showed up. So my half, half equally, so only one candidate from each ward correct showed up. Correct. So you had nobody really to debate no. in your ward. So yeah, so that, that so it's like it's arguing with nobody, which means you win. Well, kind of. I mean, because there's no one there to give a counter. Correct. From so, your ward, so you would have straight questions from citizens. Okay. An example would be what? Oh my goodness! You know, uh, what are you going to do about feral cats or something like okay. that? Okay. All right. Um, or you know, what I'm saying. Is it that blunt? What are you going to do? Yes. About oh, definitely. Feral cats? Oh, definitely. What you know? What are you going to do about this? What are you going to do? You know, and so and you're so unprepared for the question. Frankly. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And you need to be savvy enough to have a answer that's not blowing somebody off, but also doesn't look like. You have no idea. And, and you, you, you know, and, and a lot of some, some of the questions 
were in your wheelhouse and some were not. So you had to, at least in my head, project some sort of confidence in in answering that question, but being authentic. And if you didn't know the answer, say, I have I have no idea. Or just positivity. Or yes. yes. Energy. Energy. Yeah. Awesome. So but we also had the opportunity to, okay, this is what I'm gonna do and you know, and but you didn't have, you know, an opponent there to challenge it. Or agree. Because mm. you both may have the same opinion on feral cats. It's just how does it get fixed? Right. That's got to be a really tense thing. But right. the fact that your opponent from your war didn't show, that's good. So you feel like that worked in your favor? Uh, I, I think so. I think so. Um, you know, because if you're if you're trying to engage more people to to participate and vote, you know, you gotta go. You know, I I don't know. I the for one of the first things I did when I announced is I wrote a letter um, to the president of the chapter and said, "Hey, I've attended your forums in the past, and I'm running for city council in Ward Two. Please invite me to your next one." That's great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. What other questions would I have? Um, I guess you've gone through your campaign, or you've gone through creating, making the decision, talking to your family. You've done enough research in the community. Not enough, but you've, you've gone to forums. You've learned what's working, what's not working. You have ideas on what you want to do. Your friends and family are backing you. You create your platform. You create a campaign plan you enact that campaign plan you have some announcing parties you have some door knocking some social media you've gotten some fundraising down now it's coming down to voting day the final day to vote walk me through i guess answer these kind of questions here what's it what's it feel like like it's the last day and you I mean, what happens? First off, I I remember I did not sleep well that night. Uh, not election night, the night before. You know, because it's like, should I have done this? Should I have not done that? Uh, second guessing. A lot of, lot of second guessing. You know. That I, seems natural. I was reasonably confident, you know, because I, I no matter what, no matter what, I left it out on the field. Okay. I did I believe I did the best job I knew how to do. Good. Okay. Um, so there was not a lot of oh I, I should have done this, but you know, it, it's always it's always out there. Well let, let's get to the juicy part though. What what time does voting close? Okay, so if memory serves, actual election day, I think the polls close at seven thirty PM. Okay. And again, all of the voting takes place at city hall so there's no there's no polling places okay all right there's only one polling place and that's city hall and you know the best you can do is people who vote on election day you know you're given a voting number that tells you how many people have voted so all of a sudden i'm getting texts from people saying hey i was you know i i was voter you know 550 or something so i already knew we exceeded 
the amount of voters from last time. Okay. So that's a good sign. We're bringing in new people, you know. Um, and I thought the more the merrier. Um, but uh, votes are their their paper ballots. This isn't electronic. Um, this isn't even Scantron. It's it's a piece of paper with with a pen, and you have a team of people who count each ballot, and you know they're matching the stub with the ballot and making sure that all the counts are correct and 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 so on. And then you have provisional ballots, which How is handled later. How long does that later. take? Okay, so I, if I'm not mistaken, it wasn't until if it wasn't midnight, it was darn close. Okay, that I remember night. that day. I actually drove by. Yes, it may have been you, it may have been others, but people were literally hanging out outside yes. the front door of City I, Hall. I was there. Yes, <laughs> in the dark at nighttime. Yes, yes, we were we were loitering. <laughs> yeah, so you were you're not allowed in the building, I guess. No, correct. Once the polls are closed, doors are locked, but all of the counting and stuff is done right in, in chambers. Like right inside that window. Exactly. Huh. Exactly. Okay. So, were you standing with your competition? Were they uh, also there? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and uh, and, and I, I do remember, you know, for that, well, while, we're, while the polls are closed, there's absolutely nothing you can do except wait. You know, and I remember shaking everybody's hand. I knew all the candidates. Okay. Um, you know, and um, and I remember wishing them luck. And you know, it was a nice it was a nice night. Um, uh, a couple I teamed up with a couple other candidates, um, and sort of having like a, a headquarters. You know. Okay. Um, so we had refreshments and anything we had left over in the account because you have to spend the whole account. Oh, okay, sure. Yes. So after the election, you you close your account has to have a balance of zero. You shut down your account. You know, there's some rules. Yeah, sure, I got you. Yeah. You know. Okay, so the the counting is done. How do you? What is the system of you finding out? What All is, right. So this is like, very, is there an email? Is there a phone call? Congratulations. What? It's very intricate. Okay. okay. What happens is um, the city clerk at the time, uh, once the election is done, um, types up, um, you know, and probably Word. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, each candidate, how many votes? Hits P to print. Prints that thing, walks over with a couple of people, uh, pieces of scotch tape and tapes it on the door. And that's how you know. So you and your colleagues are looking... Through the glass door. Yes. Pretty much locked out. Yes. And the results are shared. Cool. Yes. That's, that sounds like a tradition. Yes. Okay. So that's awesome. That's awesome. And you won. I did win. And then this is a topic I want to cover in another podcast, but approximately how many voters All right. So in there, the town? Uh, and then how many voted? In- at that time... There was approximately um, 3,800 registered voters in the city limits of Charlestown. Okay. And we had, I believe, 621 people vote. It's like, that's like 20%? No, it's a, it's a little under 15. Okay, so. So, yeah. So, under 15, under yeah. 15%. Yeah, I think 15%. So, 15 out of 100 people, approximately, right. voted. Right. It sounds terrible. 
I mean, for for the right that they have to vote. Correct. Is it higher when there's a presidential? No, because uh, keep in mind, this is completely separate from all of that. So I do believe that if you voted, if, if let's say city council was on your ballot in November, okay, the turnout would be higher, but it is separate. So is the, there a rule for that? I'm sure there is. Okay. okay. Yes. Just, yes. I'm, I'm sure like, it there kind of is. makes sense that we would. Yes. But yes. I mean, because I, I mean, I think people should be encouraged to vote naturally. Right. But they. But life if, is too. How, how many? How long is voting open for? Yeah. So you you will have early voting um, for about I think it's like two weeks leading up to the election, including Saturdays. So um, over two weeks, you're telling me only less than fifteen percent of the people voted. Right. I wonder what the percentage of people complaining is. I mean, you know, I'm, just, I'm being facetious, but people who want to complain but not actually participate or... No, I wouldn't. I think a lot... I, I would not be surprised if the people that were vocal about certain issues, I think they do vote. They're also voters. Okay, yes. that, that's, a good, yes. that's a good turn on things there. All right, good, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap this podcast up with one or two final heavy questions. Okay. Um, I guess I'm reviewing them. That's why I'm being quiet on okay. the microphone right now. I'm looking at my my notes. Um, two questions. How 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 many people do you think could pick out city council members out of a lineup? There's eight city council members, and we put 15 people's pictures up. Do you think the people in the town would be able to recognize the city council members? And, and should they be recognizable? I mean, I assume they should, as recognizable as, as the mayor or other officials. I don't want to speak for the current council. Okay. Okay. Um, but as far as my my city council while while i was during my tenure i think that number's low yeah i think i think that i, th- number's I think low. i think you're right and i think i'm one of the people who couldn't recognize i couldn't necessarily pick them out um and i feel like people are just disconnected in a way that um life gets busy right it's nobody's fault right but if if you have a pothole, or if you have a concern about feral cats, or if you have a concern about recreation, maybe, like the parks or something like that, I think people don't necessarily know where to go to address their concerns besides just complaining to each other and creating a rabble. Right. You know, and then... Oh, and that was a huge challenge for me, okay? So... People would have, you know, and, and how about this? To, to, to really, to answer your question, if you are a citizen, I don't care where you live, mm-hmm. okay? If you have a question or a concern, you know, reach out to your local representative, okay? Because at least they may know the answer right away, but if not, they will get back to you. Here's what I don't want you to do, Okay. Don't ask on social media. 
because not I, most of the time I'm correcting other people. When is when is you know uh, waste pickup? You know we have you know two two a year. When is it? You'd be amazed how many times I just no no no, no. you can't throw away batteries, people. Okay, um, you know stuff like that. You're 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 very busy correcting, you know, posts on social media. Right. You know, get the get the answer from from the source. You know, they will get back to you, especially I know the the current I don't I don't know the I never met the newest member of city council in Ward four, but I know the rest. I know the mayor very well and and the rest of council and city staff. So you're saying that not only should they be accessible, but they are accessible. They are. Oh, definitely. And they want to hear from you and they want to help set the record straight or at least they want to help inform people with the right answers or where to find the right answers over. Yes. What they may it may be perceived as being out of touch. Like Correct. maybe they're because they're a city council and they're right. higher ups or whatever. Um, so they are accessible and they should be contacted. Yes. Even if you if you think your question is really basic or, and then you know and just to keep in mind this, um, uh, your your city council, they 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 don't have an office. They don't have a staff. Okay, this is not a full time job. Okay, they they make a whopping twenty three two thousand three hundred fifty dollars a year. Okay. Okay. So that averages about fifteen to twenty five dollars per meeting. If you think about sure. all the meetings they attend. Sure. Okay. So most of your answers or questions will be answered um, from their cell phone on their couch at ten thirty at night. Okay, because they have day jobs. Um, you know, and, and so on. So just keep that in mind. A couple, couple people would say, well, Hey, you're, you know, you know, you have a step. No, we, we don't, I don't have, I never had an office. Oh yeah. You know, or or anything like that. Okay, man. Final question. And I, and I love this one because anybody who has ideas or thinks they want to battle or bat around ideas on how to help change their community, whether it's the County or a city or whatever committee they might want to volunteer for. And I'm not saying I want to run for city council, but hypothetically, how do I know if I'm a good fit for city council? Or what makes a good city council member? Or, you know, maybe what crucial skills should I have in my arsenal to make, if I did win, Mm -hmm. to be a good city council member? I, I think energy is important. I think... Having a thick skin is important. All right, you you would think um, twenty five years of being a hockey official would would thicken up that skin, right? But yeah, there was there was a couple of times where where I took some stuff personally, you know, uh, depending on whatever that that topic was, uh-huh. you know. Um, but uh, you, you gotta be outgoing. It's kind of hard to be an introverted candidate, you know. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, those are definitely, definitely some skills. So thick skin. What else would you say? Um, I think you have to be passionate about a multiple, multiple topics, you know, multiple issues. You have to be knowledgeable about those issues. You have to learn about a bunch of stuff, um, in order to do the job. Um, well, especially I, I can understand thick skin. That yeah. seems like a very basic topic to me <laughs> that you can get. Your balls busted. You can yeah. You can be accused 
mm-hmm. of things you did or didn't do, or who even knows? Like people just run their mouths. Yeah. When you say passion about multiple topics, I guess multiple topics. Touch on that. So. Okay, so I you mean the connectivity? Is that what you mean? So, like for instance, I was very passionate about the trail thing, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Well, I wish I could tell you that I could walk in and say, "All right, unless it's about my trail, I'm out." You can't do that. You have to. You have to research. You have an agenda um, for every council meeting. You have to research. You know those items to make sure that you have a good understanding of that particular topic so you can vote accordingly so you you need to do your due diligence you need to open to open to conversations that aren't necessarily about your they're not necessarily about your platform yeah i mean uh uh, with the my council that i served with uh, we did not agree on everything no no doubt about it but we treat each other with respect and um, you know, uh, my our last meeting, we all went to abolitionists together, okay? Because we knew that, you know, um, I wasn't running again, and, and we knew we weren't going to have this team again, you know. And we had a wonderful time, you know. And I I will do if any of those people, you know, if if Councilmember Hines or. Uh, Mayor Trainer, if any of those people said, Nick, I need a hand with this, I will do it in a heartbeat. That's great. So I assume also to be a good city council person, you need to be a quick study. I assume you were making decisions on topics that you didn't even see coming. Correct. And you had to figure out uh, what would be an example of one of the topics that you had to kind of research to make a educated vote or decision. Right. Anything, anything dealing with um, like ordinances, you know, you had to be familiar with, you know, uh, any ordinance changes. What's an, uh, what's an example of an ordinance? Okay. All right. I this basic, but I genuinely don't know what it. All right. Is. Uh, one that just popped in my head. Okay. Fireworks. Okay. All right. For years and years and years and years and years, it was illegal for anyone to possess, sell, purchase, or ignite fireworks meaning you're the ones that go boom yeah okay sparklers are fine but like we'll just use roman candles sure roman candles and bottle rockets okay well the state said you can now possess purchase and sell and you can ignite unless you had an ordinance in your local municipality okay okay all right great well we had to amend our ordinance to match state code Okay. So anytime there's a new state code change, we have to make sure we're in alignment with that. Okay. Well, you know, some of my colleagues at the time wanted to say, let's ignite, you know, and, and so on. So you had to be very familiar with the current ordinance, and then you had to study the new ordinance and what are some of the consequences intended or not, and, and so on. And you had to do research and so on. So that would be an example of that. Learning to be a quick study. Correct. By the way, you still can't ignite. I'm just good to very, know. I was very passionate. Everybody about in Charlestown, <laughs> you should not be lighting fireworks that right. are not sparklers. That's right. Correct. Okay. Final thing. What would be one more thing that you would say is crucial? Crucial to be a 
successful city council person in Charlestown. Or frankly, I guess anywhere, because somebody might listen to this from outside of Charlestown. Right, right. Um, I think knowledge is power. Okay. Okay. So the more familiar you are, you know, with the intricacies of your municipality, that will only be to your benefit. Having a good understanding of what things are. You are going to be very passionate about some things, but you have to be patient. There have been a couple of times where I was not patient. I let emotions, you know, get sure. the, get the better of me. So the, you know, so sometimes, you know, being in control of your emotions. And to be honest with you, it's no different than when you're officiating, you know, the sure. high school championship game, you know, right, um, and and so on. You have to, you know, control those things, um, and the, you know, control of your emotions, and but having that knowledge. Um, you know, and, and, and judgment is, is key. Okay. And I know I said I was wrapping up, but I had one more thing. No worries. Tell me a couple positives or like the connectivity. Did you make progress? We actually did. Right now there is a plan that exists, you know, uh, pencil on paper. We were, we were able to, we applied for um, some uh, for a grant that we were awarded for the design and engineering of that trail that connect um, Washington High School. So that that has been, you know, so it is underway. The next step is fundraising. What what can we do, you know, to, to move that forward? And that's still something I I hope to follow up with, continue to follow up with with the city. Wait a minute, Nick. I'm going to start poking now. All right, here we go. But don't forget, you did say you were wrapping this up. I am wrapping this up. <laughs> but I like, to le- I like to know things. So how long were you in office? Four years. Four years. Your campaign primarily was connectivity, or your platform was right. con- connectivity. Correct. With the specific emph- emphasis on this potential trail yep. linking Washington High School and the Huntfield community, mm-hmm. which has hundreds of houses. 2.2 miles to the city, to the city's sidewalk system. In four years, you've gotten that much done. When it, when it comes to... And I'm not joning. I guess what I'm bringing to the surface is the fact that it takes a while to get things done. It does. Um, and real quick, here are some of the, the things that... You know, the city council is not like the U.S. Supreme Court where we can choose what issues we want to face. Okay. Okay. We have to handle them head on. So some of the challenges that none of us saw but took a lot of time um, out of out of that four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yes, um, I went in guns a-blazing. You know, let's get this stuff done. And that right. was one of the lessons I had to learn that it doesn't necessarily work that way okay but and this is just off the top of my head i don't have any of this stuff planned but during that during those four years um we um we enacted a um uh, non-discrimination ordinance okay that took a lot of time um we were the 10th municipality in the state of west virginia um to enact you know such an ordinance um we also had to, um, 
uh, find a new city manager. Right. Okay. Um, and, you know, like a complete dope, I wanted to be on the personnel committee thinking that was the easiest committee. <laughs> that, yeah, that proved uh, I was wrong there. Okay. Know? Um, but, um, uh, and, and on a side note, if you haven't met, uh, Mr. Hennessy, please do. Um, right. the, uh, I, I've said this in the paper before, um, as much as the, the trail initiative, my biggest accomplishment on council was contributing to contributing and finding Daryl. Um, okay. that was my biggest accomplishment. That's on top of my, on my list, um, as city council. So anyway, all right. Well, no, look, so I, I guess what I'm trying to bring to the surface, and I've heard this from numerous other elected officials, um, right up to state representatives, is that you can have the intention yes. of making change or pushing something forward for positive or for whatever level. But the odds of it getting done in six months are extremely low. Yeah. And even in three years is extremely low. And even if it does take three or four years, it may only be 30% of what you were hoping it might be. And I don't want to go into the other details that I've gotten or the other examples, but these things take time. Local government, state government is a lot of moving pieces. And the discussions are so far off the topic that you think it would be just one topic after another that even though you're making decisions and hopefully moving things in a positive direction, the ability to get a trail built turns out might even be a 10-year plan. Right. Correct. Even though that's all you wanted. Right. That would drive me crazy. Yes. Yes. Patience. Is there any way you could have gotten it done looking back? Fundraising or pushing? I don't, I don't even know. I'm no, one. it's 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 tough because right, um, you know, you you have to have a plan. But before you can raise money, you have to have a plan. Okay. And no one, you, no one's going to invest in something without a plan. You know, so you you have to have a plan. Okay, um, cool. I, yeah, yeah, it's it's it's. If there's anything I've learned in the last couple of years, it's just that nothing is nearly as simple as you think it is when it comes to Correct. changing your environment outside of your own house, for Correct. the most part. Um, Nick, I can't thank you enough, man. We covered a lot of topics, a lot of information there. I wanted it to be primarily about how does somebody um, consider running for office? What kind of support do they need? Um, and the super important part of having a plan and a platform and having it be clear. Mm-hmm. I think you can just say you want to run for office and say you want to and put your name in the hat just to find out you didn't put nearly enough effort into some of the most important parts. And when you end up in one of those forums or debates, you could really get railroaded by a feral cat question. Yeah, that's right. And if, and if um, your competition has people in there, in the debate, seated even, oh, yeah. who could ask the questions that you can knock out of the park. Yeah. That's that could really. It's not as simple as just putting your name in the hat. You're not. It's it's not as simple as running for class president. Right. You know. Right. But uh, did you have any questions for me, man? I'm I'm really pumped. I think this was really a successful podcast. No, no, I I I can't wait to 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 hear it and, uh, you know, 
so no, I'm, this this has been fantastic. Nice. Right, so let's in, let's encourage more people to vote. Yeah, I mean, at, at minimum, just just keep keep an eye on things. Yeah. All right. Um, you you'd be amazed on on what issues, you know, pertain to you, you know, that you should be aware of. Um, all city council meetings are recorded, video recorded. You can watch any of them at any time. You know, you can watch it live. They they wow. stream they stream the things live. Uh, CharlestownWVU.us is the website, um, and then from there, there's the email addresses. There's you know, pictures of your council so you know who they are and you can reach out to them. And, and I would imagine wherever you live, every every municipality has a website, yeah. you know, and, and I encourage you to ask questions, you know, and, and be and be involved. Be proactive. Yeah. Instead of reactive or if you're going to, I always say. In different words, if you're going to walk into a bad storm, you want to know what direction the wind's blowing. Exactly. And that's what being in, informed, even on the lowest level, because mm-hmm. if you hear about something that doesn't pertain to you, it doesn't matter. Right. But if you hear about something that you hear three weeks later has become a bigger issue, right. then you could be more reactive while proactive, I think. Right. You could be, your reaction could be to be proactive, I guess. Right. All right, Nick, right. thank you very much. I really appreciate you joining me. You bet. Thank you. All right. I would like to thank City National Bank in Ranson, West Virginia. They have graciously allowed me to record this podcast in their conference room. City National Bank is a full-service community bank that provides an array of financial services. They offer a range of free checking accounts and saving products, savings products, for both consumers and business customers. City National Bank also offers competitive low-rate and low-cost lending products for home equity lines of credit, consumer and business loans, including no down payment mortgages. I personally bank with Melissa Knott at City National. She truly takes care of my business and personal banking needs. She can be reached at both the Ranson and Charlestown branches in Jefferson County, West Virginia. Check them out at www.bankatcity.com.